Hey guys, and welcome to Hunting Land, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you'd like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is the podcast for you. This week's show is brought to you by Fatanis Defense. Masters of Darkness. Fatanis is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles, built around the Fatana 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and their hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Patanus Defense, Masters of Darkness. And also brought to you by Alabama Farmers Co-op. From backyard gardening to large-scale farming and everything in between, your local co-op has what you need to be successful. Since 1936, Alabama Farmers Cooperative has provided high-quality products, and friendly service to community members and local farmers. With over 60 locations to serve you and 85 years of experience, you can count on the co-op. For more information and to find a location near you, visit www.alafarm.com. I'm your host, Joe Baia, here today with my co-host, Butch Theory. And Butch, today we're going to be talking about some of the frustrations that come with running trail cameras and really how you can solve a lot of those frustrations. Uh, the frustrations I've always had over the years hasn't really been necessarily with the cameras. It's been with having to process all those pictures, faulty triggers. I mean, how many times have you gone up to a camera and it's got a thousand pictures on it and it's, it's a piece of broom sedge flowing back and forth in the For wind. sure. All the time. Yeah. A lot more than I would like to admit. Right. It is a problem, man. I can remember running, you know, not even that many I think probably 12 or 15 was a, probably not even 15, 10 or 12 was probably the most I was ever running at one time. Right. You had to have a little system. You had to have your ducks in a row, you know, some sort of way to keep all your SD cards straight. And it's pretty much impossible to sit there on your iPhone and on the golf cart, you know, and, and take out your right. SD card and try to go through all of them. If you're going to try and get any good data from them. You know, if you remember your little, your little reader for your if iPhone, you remember if your the viewer. wire hasn't pulled out on it and. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, I love I love my cell cams. So cell cams are a great feature, but uh and, and they're useful in areas. Like a lot of times I, I like to position those in areas where uh I know I'm gonna want them year round, right? Like entrances and exits to the camp and food plots where I can see germination and just kind of see the field fill up in the afternoon. Or somewhere somewhere remote where you know yeah. you don't want to be tracking it up like ever. Right. Center of the property type right. positioning where, yeah, I don't even want to go in there during deer season, but there's a lot of spots like scrapes and just little trails. You find this trail, like, I wonder what's coming down here is a fresh trail that, man, it's really nice to just throw your a traditional trail cam up. There's no monthly fee. Not racking up the big data bill for sure. That's right. And, uh, you know, and, and they're cheap, you know, you can get really good trail cameras now, uh, and, and run a bunch of them at, at very low expense. So, but, but you got to yeah. figure out how to deal with all those pictures. Yeah, you got to, or you're going to spend all your time staring at a screen, which is kind of the whole point getting outdoors is not to do that. Right. So, and you're going to miss, and you're going to miss your, your, uh, target buck. He's going to be in the background and know this big and you can't see him on a screen or something man, like that. Can't tell you how many times I've been trying to look at something on an iPhone and then go back home, look at it on the laptop. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even see the 
five deer in the background you know i just saw the one that's in that triggered the camera so yeah i mean one of our show sponsors has pretty much solved all of these issues whether you end up supporting them or not you need to be thinking about all these things if you're in the market for a trail camera rita like like there are solutions to these problems you need to be looking and thinking about all these things if if you're in that market or end up in that market or know somebody who maybe needs this product so they'll quit spending so much time looking at photos and and that company is hunter's mate and the low down trail cam review you probably hear us talking about that in the commercial spots on here Today, we're talking with Al Kaiser, who's the founder, and really learning everything that they've learned through their own needs in solving these problems, but in dealing with the thousands of customers that they've had over the years and you know new iterations of their trail camera reader, I think you're going to really resonate with a lot of these frustrations that we talk about, the frustrations that Al's had, and what they've done to solve these problems. Al, welcome to Huntland, man. Tell us a little bit first about your background. I want to know how you got into the development of this really cool product. Well, literally, it was a long thing coming. I've always had a passion for the outdoors. And literally, after high school, I went to school for game and fish management. And I played in that field off and on throughout my life. And I got into a few other things. Uh, the Wisconsin ginseng industry and a number of different things, but I've I've always had the passion for the outdoors. Always, uh, I guess, evolved with uh, trail cameras. I mean, I remember back. I'm an old buck. I remember back when the stump sitters were in, were going on, and and they developed the uh, the timer that they put a string across the runway and a trip the timer, so we knew what time the deer were coming through much less taking a picture of a deer. But as we all know, then it evolved into cameras taking uh, actual photographs of deer where you actually had to go in and take and get your film developed. And we didn't shoot very many pictures then. You'd put in a roll of 24 or 36 pictures. and uh, But in the end, that ended up getting pretty expensive, always having your pictures developed. And uh, finally, the creation of the SD cards, which was was, uh, was a great invention, because now we could take all the pictures we wanted, and it didn't cost us more than buying those SD cards. You didn't have to have all those pictures uh, film developed, which was great. But also then it opened the avenue of some new problems. All of a sudden, instead of taking tens of hundreds of pictures, all of a sudden we're taking hundreds to thousands of pictures. So it did lead to some new problems. How do we look at all these pictures? Many companies developed different types of viewers to view pictures, and and I've used them all throughout my life. And um, some of them worked, and some of them didn't work. They all seemed to eat up a lot of batteries. Uh, Many of them, you couldn't see the pictures very well. But in the end, when uh, I I uh, started my family, and I've had a couple boys that love hunting, and we started running we were probably running 20 to 25, maybe more than that cameras. And, um, it, and it, it's almost a sport in itself, uh, running the cameras and looking at the animals you have and the different wildlife. But the time to look at those pictures and study those pictures, the proper equipment to do that. So besides the viewers that companies were producing, most of us resorted to laptops so we could really see those pictures. Uh, which which ended up being more expensive, 
my wife wasn't very happy when a few laptops got destroyed in the field right. or ran over by a four-wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we're going, is there a better way? I, uh, I became really frustrated probably 10 years ago. I, I really got frustrated when I was getting more where I was chasing target animals. And um, I remember one specific time where I had the... Uh, uh, waiting for that target am- animal to cross into that 40 that I had access to uh, the funneling area. And, um, and I checked those cameras, checked those cameras during the rut. And then, uh, and I had a little handheld viewer I, I used in the field and, but it was pretty small and, and I would check those pictures. And then later on, I'd check them on a laptop or a computer and at the end of the week here, I missed my target buck. Here he was through there two two days in a row with a doe uh, during the during the, the mating season, of course. And it was one of the first drop time, true nice drop time bucks we had in the area. And he was a nice animal. And um, and and I missed him because I didn't see him on the photo. He was in the background, too far from that little screen to be seen. And um, after that, I kept. I just kept saying, why doesn't a company develop a trail cam viewer that we can really see these pictures and um, that we can really process a lot of pictures? Because in the end, we were running so many cameras, we weren't even looking at all the pictures. And and I'm going, boys, what are we doing this for? (laughs) Right. Well, you're right. I mean, just talking about all of those pictures, if you're running 20 or 25 cameras, if you're just getting the perfect deer picture that you want, that's one story. But I mean, if you have three or four cameras with a blade of grass that are waving in front of it every five seconds, you're going to get 5,000 <laughs> pictures that you're going to have yes, to go through. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a real problem. I mean, what do we need to look for in a trail camera card viewer to help mitigate that problem? Yeah. And that's the things I pondered on for years, you know, and and I'm going, you know, I'm I'm no engineer, and and I'm going. I can see why companies struggle in developing something that we can develop something that takes this handful of real problems we have, and and like I said, instead of looking at hundreds of pictures, now we're looking at thousands and thousands of pictures, and so we really need to process a lot of material and get through it fast. Time is time for everybody is a concern these days. We don't have the time. So I said to myself, I need a product that accessible to me all the time, that no matter where I go, I can carry this product with me. I want a product that I can, I can literally process thousands of pictures in a short period of time. But yet when I have a few pictures that I want to study that, that it's big enough that I can really look at these pictures and and see the detail and appreciate the picture that I have. And those were some of our challenges. And and um, I went around and around. And finally, one year, I met a young man that did some computer work for me. And I'm pretty much computer illiterate because I grew up in the day of no computers. And so I I needed help. And he worked. He did some work for me. And um, I could see the boy had talent. When I say boy, well, he's he's literally. I think half my age, uh, younger than uh, or some of my kids, and uh, but in the end, I took him on as a uh, a partner. I I told him of my idea, and I said, you know, I'll give you a little seed money, and if if uh, let's get started, 
and you see what you can do. And I told him of my ideas and my plan. And then um, he bought some materials, some viewers, uh, that type of thing. And we got started. And about a year later, I had a couple prototypes that I thought, hey, this, this is going in the right direction. This is working. And uh, well, that now it's eight years later, and, and uh, I'm saying we're probably at the second milestone. We came out with the first viewer that impressed a lot of people, and now we came out with a, a second generation or the advanced features lowdown viewer that does many of these things that I didn't know were going to be possible that we could put on a viewer. So a lot of it was uh, not only creating the right machine, but then it's created, it's it's having the right people or network of people to create this this software that can be applied to this machine to make it work. Al, you, you're talking about that processing speed being key, right? I mean, you want to be able to work yeah. through. That's one of the, uh, I guess, big issues with digital photographs and running multiple trail cameras. And like Butch was mentioning, you know, a lot of times you set them up in the wrong spot, you get a bunch of faulty triggers. And you may Absolutely. need to run quickly through a thousand photos just to get to the 10 or 20 that might make a difference in the way that you hunt. And yep. the, you know, the speed of processing I know is important, but you guys have, have developed a larger screen. How does that screen aid in processing those photos faster? Well, you know, we started out with a seven inch and we experimented in the first year and, and, and I knew what I wanted. And I said, that's not big enough. And then we, we graduated to the nine inch and, and after we did the same things over again, I said, Hey, this is working. And, and why we need that biggest screen is, uh, we have, uh, first of all, we got the quick view mode. That's one of the screen screen variations or sizes that we use. It shows eight photos at a time, you know, and on your phone, you'd call them thumbnails or whatever. They're right. pretty tiny. On the viewer, there are eight pictures. They're smaller, but on a nine-inch screen, screen not that small, that you can at least identify uh, mostly what's in that picture. But literally, you can slide eight pictures at a time at a speed that 100 pictures a minute, no problem. You know, a thousand pictures in 10, 15 minutes, no problem. And you don't have to, there's where if you got a lot of those waste pictures, slide through them, but we got it set up and we thought of, you know, we tried to think of everything, you know, and instead of looking at each picture, you, you, you got to stop and look at, don't do it now. We hit a select button and then any picture you see that has a deer on it or a picture of interest, any kind of animal, just tap on it. It'll highlight it in a light blue-green color and, and just keep going. Yeah. So as you're sliding through, you see a picture of interest, tap on it. Helps you, you filter going. through all those different photos. Yeah. The other thing I saw that I really yeah. like is you've got an HDMI port built into it. So like if you're sitting back at camp, like you were talking about, oh. it's really nice to be able to just do this out in the field. That way you can take that SD card out, pop it in go through your photos, put it back in the camera and go on. If you want to, I could tell you stories and probably we'll get into that about my little pouch of SD cards. I used to carry around with me, but you know, the HDMI yep. port gives you the ability, I guess, when you're back at camp, if you want to just hook up to your TV and have an even bigger screen, you know, as big a screen as you want. Yep. Yeah. You, you go on the big screen, like you said, you can, you can uh, hook up to your television through your HDMI port with the low down 
uh, we we uh, we have a ten foot cable that we we manufacture specifically long enough that you can sit back a little bit away from the TV and uh, hook that up. And I got a lot of outfitters that take advantage of that. I mean, they come in with ten thousand pictures, so they they not only showing their clients, but even just the process pictures, they they go up there right away. On, on what we call the quick view mode with eight pictures at a time and on the big screen, well, then you got eight big pictures and you literally, you know, I got these guys telling me, yeah, we process 5,000 pictures in two hours is no problem. Wow. Um, so- but they literally just, just slide through them. And, and the key again, slide through, touch the pictures you think you want to save to look at. And they're on standby. They're just being put on standby to be saved. And let's say you get through the 3,000 or 5,000 pictures. And let's say you save 200 pictures. And at the end, you just hit the save card. Those all get copied to your save card then. Boom. They're down on your save card. So then they're done. So then they can just, they can go out. They can tap on their save card. Then they can pull up the pictures they saved. And they can go on full screen then. And then they can study those pictures in detail, every one. And if they don't like it, they can delete it. And if, if they like it, well, then they saved it. But they can even do things then on the save card. We thought this through, too, for this process, because we did, a, we did a, quick, a quick scan to get rid of all the garbage, right? Right. So now we got those key pictures we wanted to save. So now we got some good pictures. We got, still got some bad pictures. Well, we can delete those off the save card. But then let's say you got that one beautiful buck you wanted to get a picture of, and now you got that one good picture. Now we can blow that picture up, even on the save card. On full screen, you can enhance that picture. You can blow it up twice the size. And now we got a new feature called Snapshot. So you can blow that picture up any size you want, and you can take another photo of it right on your save card. So you can take that, that buck you have, you can blow it up, take a snapshot, from your save card right to your save card again. That's really cool. You know, talking about blowing that picture up. Yep. That's something else I noticed too, b- being able to have that touch screen and that pinch to zoom mm-hmm. feature. You know, a lot of cheap products out there, they don't have the the touch screen and the pinch to zoom, which we're all used to with our phones now. When you go back to having to use a cursor to, you know, left, right, up, down to go yeah. look around it's cl- on a it's clunky. screen. It's very clunky. Yeah, I mean, when you go from using it on your phone, yeah. So that you're like, well, let me just look at these on my phone. And the issue I always ran yeah. into with that was I had the little card readers that would plug into my phone. But number one, I was always I had a lot of issues with the wires just tearing up. Seemed like they were constantly tearing up. But the other is going back to what you were saying, that small screen on that phone to be able to view pictures well enough. I had to I couldn't thumbnail everything and say, OK, let me save these these hundred of this thousand and mm-hmm. uh you know and 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 get rid of these 900 to be able to really thoroughly look at all of them i was having to import all 1000 photos onto my phone or your laptop for that or matter. your laptop and you, yeah yep. and you got a bunch yep. of pictures to go through eating up all your memory on your, yep. your yeah, main and if, device and if you're at the hunting camp yep. and you're trying to get back out there and get back in the stand well i'll get to it next time and then you don't get to it and i'll go back I still to- have a ton on my phone <laughs> and my <laughs> yeah. laptop yeah, photos everywhere that I don't want, clogging everything right. up, making it hard to, you know, just see the photos you want to see. Right. And you've created a ton more work for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it gets to the point where, you know, like the whole idea behind trail cameras, you know, if you 
if you've gone the route of say using uh, cellular cameras, the issue you run into there is that when you start getting up in numbers of cellular cameras, it mm-hmm. can get pretty get pretty pricey. Oh yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the solution is to use traditional trail cameras. You can have as many of those out as you want and it doesn't cost you anything, but then you've got to process right. all those pictures. And I, I mean, I just got to the point where I was like, man, I'm spending more time messing with photos than I am anything else that I'm doing on my property. I'm like, I got to slow this down. So you really have solved a lot of the, you know, a lot of the issues that are, are facing folks that are trying to process a lot of trail camera photos. Absolutely. I'll go back to what I was talking about with my little SD card pouch. You know, I had like, say I had 10 cameras, I had 20 SD cards and I had my, my ones that were empty and I would go to my camera and I'd pull the, I'd pull one card and I'd put the empty in and I'd take my full card back and I'd go back to my laptop and, and process. And man, I can't tell you how many times I forgot the little pouch, you know, forgot to bring it with me when I went hunting or misplaced it and couldn't find it in all my gear you know, just losing the SD cards or just forgetting, leaving the SD card in my computer. And just, it was just a constant battle. How does this work for viewing out in the field? I mean, do a lot of people use it that way to just walk up to a camera, look through everything, put the card back, right, right back in? You know, it, it depends on the season and how many pictures, every situation's different. If, if, you know, you don't have a lot of pictures, and it depends on the time of the year. If, if it's hot and there's bugs out there, you can't get away without switching out a card. I mean, you're right. you you're going to want to get out of there. You're going to want right. you're going to want to you know eject the card, put a new one in. But but the key is is you can take that card and plug it right into your viewer and mm. go back to the truck. You know, and if you want to sit there and and take a look what you got right away, you can do it. You right. know, but but a lot of you know, I myself do it. You know, if it's really hot, I'm going to go sit in the air-conditioned truck and, and look at my pictures then, you know, or, or it's time to go have lunch. Well, I can take it right right into the lunch, you know, where you're having lunch and, and you can look at pictures while you're you're uh, having a little lunch. And it all depends on the number of pictures you have, you know. During the fall when, when I'm hunting, most of the time I take it with me. It's in my backpack all the time. I'm, if I have cameras going in or out, I'm swapping cards, but the cards come with me. And if I'm up in the stand, what better, what better time to, to burn those hours uh, you're waiting for deer to show up than to look at pictures and process, That's how, the, that's how that big drop time buck's getting past you, Al. You're spending too much time <laughs> out there looking the real at story. trail cam photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was up there taking a nap instead of looking at pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> should have been looking at the pictures and you know you got to catch them when they're when they're there you know that's 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 the key but no that's the beauty of this thing it's mobile you can take it anywhere that's the beauty of this product you can use it anywhere so al you you mentioned that the viewer has a full-size sd card port uh one of the issues that i know a lot of people run into is having to format their sd card to their specific camera I understand you guys have have built in the ability to format SD cards right there in the viewer. Tell me more about that. Yeah, that's correct. You know, the the hunters out there don't realize how important formatting your SD cards truly is. If you do not format your SD cards in the industry, um, if you use your your SD cards just, you know, on an average basis, they say they better be formatted at least once a month. Um, we say format them 
as often as possible because that's the only way formatting is a, is a system of truly cleaning that SD card and making it that it operates like it's new again at its top speed. And if you don't format the card, they, they end up getting cluttered. Uh, you can pick up a virus on the card and you're not going to get rid of it unless you format that card. So what we knew long-term, our goal was on this on the advanced features lowdown viewer, if we could develop a format system uh, that would work with every camera in the industry, that would be a big win for us. And it would be a big win for our customers and the hunters out there. And we finally got it done. So well, you're done with your SD card on the lowdown viewer, saving the pictures you want, and you're going to clean that camera card so you can use it back in your camera again, we actually have a format button. And we make you format the SD card. And you hit the format button, it'll run through a little short cycle. And once that's com complete, you pull that, you eject your card and pull it out. That's ready to go on any camera out there in the industry. And that's a win for everybody. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Y'all take a minute and check out some of the businesses that make this show free for you every episode. Uh, this week is brought to us by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you're frustrated with typical hunting and fishing magazines and tired of reading content, then for guys that are up in the north or up in the Midwest, check out Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't fish or hunt in your home state. You can pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and it will help you become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rural King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And also brought to you by the Hunter's Mate Lowdown Trail Cam Reviewer. Finally, a trail cam viewer that actually works. Lowdown's high-speed trail cam viewer has flipping fast technology that allows you to view images three times faster on a screen that is 60% bigger than typical 7-inch viewers. Lowdown is a dedicated viewer slash photo manager made for one thing and one thing only. Fast, uncomplicated viewing of your trail cam images and videos. Lowdown makes viewing large numbers of images fast and easy. It allows you to easily delete individuals or groups of selected images. Find out more at lowdownviewer.com. One thing that I really enjoy about some of the cameras that I'm running now is the video feature. You know, you can get a really good look at a deer. Um, if he walks into the frame, triggers that triggers that video. You know, he could look at you, look at you dead on. You can see what his spread is. He can look down and you can see how long his main beams are. But something that I'm running into is, you know, you may not, if you're looking at the thumbnails, you may not see that buck on the edge of that screen quite yet. He hasn't come into the trigger, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Did you guys do anything to fix that problem? Well, again, our nine inch uh, screen with the eight photos is big enough that usually you can see an indication of a deer on there. But most of the time, because it is a video, you don't shoot as many. You don't usually get 5,000 videos. You know, right. you usually get hundreds of videos, okay? So I'm telling you 90% of the time, I'm peeking at my videos to see what's on there. You know, and, and I shoot mostly 10-second videos. Most of mine are shot on mock scrapes. I love running year-round mock scrapes because everything on that property is going to show up on that mock scrape. And there's nothing like looking at a video on the mock scrape. And, and if I get a 
a hundred and some videos on a mock scrape. That's quite a few, but I'm going to take a peek generally at every one of those. I can go yeah. through on the double row quickly, slide through and pick out the ones I really want to look at. But I'm, I'm saying 90% of the time I take a peek at them and in that way, you know, if there's nothing on it, well, then I just hit the back arrow up in the corner and I can just, just bypass that video then and go to the next one. And then I start the next one. But once I play that video, I get detail of everything. Mm-hmm. I want to save that video. I just hit the save card. It saves in a second. And I, I can load that one down on this the save card. And now with the new advanced features, our last model, we couldn't do this. It's one of the features we knew we wanted to get done is that, that we could freeze frame videos. And um, on our new advanced features now, we can freeze frame videos. So we can stop that video any place you want. You tap on the screen, it's going to lock it up, and we can take a snapshot of that deer. You know, So you can do that over and over again until you get that perfect exposure. Take a snapshot, then you can literally double tap on the screen or spread your fingers. You can blow that deer up any size or animal any size you want. You can take another snapshot. You can pick those videos apart until you're sick of it. (laughs) You get those couple special ones, and you do do that. You pick Mm -hmm. it apart. But, But you literally can process 100 videos in no time at all then you literally are probably going to end up saving, you know, maybe, maybe 25% of those videos, you you know, a lot of your videos are going to be junk or does and whatnot. But I even save a lot of doe videos that I get when you get two mature does coming into a mock scrape and they're both working the licking branch and standing on their hind legs, working the licking branch. That makes a pretty impressive video also. Yeah, that's true. It's good to know where those does are in heat. That's right. Yeah. It's also really cool to have the sound too. You know, I mean, you hear grunts and you hear all kind of stuff and you hear deer fighting in the background. I've heard bucks fighting in the mine. Yeah. Very very cool. Man, you know, Al, what's so cool about this is like, it, it sounds like this product that you've designed and built and revised has really been born out of the desire to solve a lot of the problems that you were having with trail camera card readers and those are the kind of products we like you know we like problems or excuse me we like products that save us time make it easier to get outdoors and do the thing that we came to do you know when you look at the trail camera card reader market you can spend next to nothing right i mean you can go down there and spend 10 bucks if you want to yep if folks are looking for trail camera card readers what else do you think they need to consider? What features do they need to be evaluating with the trail camera card reader, but also maybe with the, the company that produces it? Yeah, that's one thing we decided when we were going in going into business that we were going to be customer service orientated, uh, that we weren't going to let people down. We know we have the most expensive trail cam viewer in the industry, but we spent, we spent a ton of time and money to develop this product. And so, yes, we're expensive, but I go, okay, we're running all these trail cameras. We might have 10, 10 trail cameras. How many viewers do you have? You only need one viewer. Right. Right. So when I get one, it does everything. Spend, yeah. Why wouldn't you spend a decent price on a viewer that really works, that gets the job done? And then the other part is, is yes, our, our products warranted for a full year. 
But after that, we decide we're going to stand behind that product. We set up our own service department. And I don't believe there's very many viewers out in the United States that we haven't sold that's still not out there working. Right. Uh, because if anything goes wrong, we generally can take care of it. How about battery life, Al? I mean, that's one thing that I'm constantly dealing with is just recharging batteries and re- replacing batteries. And what kind of battery does it have? We put a lot of thought into that, too. I mean, I I said the disposable batteries are a pain. And, they're you know, it ends up, they don't last very long. And, it's, and it gets expensive when you continually very have expensive. to replace them. Yeah. So our process was is we were going to, put in a built-in lithium battery bank and um, something that lasts a reasonable amount of time on a single charge. On on a full charge, this viewer, we do a a pretty good number of these sports shows where we're demoing them around, you know, through the whole show. But on a full charge, they'll, they'll run about four hours straight. And after that, you plug them in and charge them up for three, four hours, and they're ready to roll. Uh, you also can, the nice part about it, let's say you're, you're, you're out looking and you look for three hours straight and you see your batteries down to a quarter charge, you're in the truck, plug it in, and it'll slowly charge it as you continue to view. So you can keep viewing all day long. How long does that battery last? Uh, the manufacturer tells us that that battery should cycle four to 500 times. Wow. How many times do you cycle it a year? We estimate 50s quite a bit. Wow! So they should last a last a long time. If a battery does uh, run out prematurely, we can replace it. Right now, I believe that battery um, you send it into us. We replace the battery, test out the viewer, and send it back to you for fifty nine ninety nine. So Man. we try to do everything at a reasonable price. You know, our main focus is to get it in your hands. And then we want to keep it going. Butch, if I got uh, four hours of trail cameras, trail camera that's photos a lot. to look through, I just need to go hunting because that's a lot yeah. of pictures. Agreed. <laughs> we can just stop. Yeah. Well, well Al, uh, I want to thank you for, for joining us today, telling us more about, about your invention. You know, what you guys have pulled together. Uh, and the team over there has has really created. It's, it's, it's so cool to me to see companies that, really are born from a desire to just make things easier for other people improve uh, overall being outdoors. Uh, that's what we're trying to do is get you off the screen and get you back to doing, get you back to hunting. Absolutely. Do want to check out the low down high speed trail cam viewer themselves. Where can they go online to see, see the product, see it in, in use, check out pricing, all those kind of questions. Yeah, you can, you can go to lowdownviewer.com. And you can, uh, we have a beautiful website. You can learn all about the product, study it more, learn about more of the features of it. Um, You can purchase it right off our website. So that would be the place to go to learn more. We're in a number of of retail out there, ones that we sort of handpick that we know give really good service. I guess our biggest one out there right now is the Shields All Sports Stores. I think there's about 28 of them across the Midwest right now. That's sort of an, uh, not sort of, it is an employee-owned and operated store system. And, and they got big, beautiful stores and, and they have great customer service. And that's why we, we're really happy to be with them in there. 
and and again, we're we got growing pains, so we we hope to grow further and and get out there. Yep, we just well, need to we just need to educate the people more about the lowdown viewer. Well, Al, you've done that today, man. We appreciate having you on. Appreciate you being a sponsor of the show. You. You, you know, businesses like yours are really what allows us to keep bringing this kind of information and other information that doesn't have a product behind it to all of our listeners. And we really appreciate you. We uh, wish you luck as we go into 2023. Well, I appreciate that too, guys. I appreciate you having me on and, and giving me the chance to tell about the Lowdown Viewer. And I appreciate what you guys do out there too, helping us to, to get the word out. All right, folks, we're going to be right back. Y'all take a minute and check out some of our sponsors. This segment was brought to you by the Alabama Ag Credit. Buying rural property isn't the same as buying in town. If you're in the market to purchase your own piece of paradise or need an operating line for your farm, give our friends at Alabama Ag Credit a call. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, they can help you with everything from homes and land to tractors and crops, because sometimes natural resources need financial resources and while some lenders don't get it, they do. Learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com. Butch, that's a cool story. But as we were talking to Al, there's nothing that I've been frustrated about that doesn't seem like that they hadn't thought about and fixed. You know, there's even some things that I didn't realize were happening that were frustrating me over the years. I mean, you know, Al talking about the SD card formatting, I didn't realize why some SD cards was I was having failures. I mean, I was like, I know I had taken pictures and nothing would download and I'm having these issues with the SD card. Have you ever formatted an SD card in your life? Didn't even know that was a thing. No. So, but I mean, I can remember putting in an SD card, you know, and, and going back and looking forward to looking at those pictures and nothing, it opened it up and it says no SD card. So I assume right. that's what was happening. It wasn't being formatted. Yeah. And they're saying, do it, do it every time. So right. I was doing it. Never time. Ne- never time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Anytime's yeah. got to be better than never time. No doubt, man. Well, cool stuff. Y'all go check out lowdownviewer.com. And uh, yeah, make sure you support the businesses that are they're keeping this show free. We appreciate the the folks over there. And uh, folks, y'all, uh, y'all have a good week. We'll be looking forward to the next time. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Appreciate you joining us. We want to make it easy for you to listen. So here's a handy option for you to get the podcast emailed to you each week. Just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. Again, just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. You'll join our email list. And wherever you are listening to podcasts, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Send us a written review. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a show topic, that you are interested in and like to see us cover, just email us at pros at landhunting.com. That's going to do it for us. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. This week's Sunland show is brought to you by Bixie Supply and Baker Metalworks. Bixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. They now have eight locations to serve you. Bixie Supply and Baker Metalworks, your metal roofing headquarters, and also Southern Seed Feed. Do you want to provide better nutrients for your deer? Check out Southern Buck. Your deer will love it. Visit their website at southernseedfeed.com or call 662-726-2638 to find the dealer nearest you. Mallard Bay Outdoors. Book your next guided hunting or fishing trip with thoroughly vetted guides or charters. Built by sportsmen for sportsmen. 
mallardbay.com. Bucks Island Marine. Bucks Island is a full-service facility that sells new and used boats and motors. Visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And also Alabama Ag Credit. If you're in the market to purchase your own piece of paradise or need an operating line for your farm, learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com. 